Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast about becoming a vessel for unconditional love. I'm so excited to bring on my guest for today. Today I have Rhea Lovegard, who is, I actually need your bio. She's a spiritual catalyst and an activator of starseed and light language abilities. Rhea also helps light workers, light workers translate their divine abilities into lifestyle businesses through her energetics of business work from a personal um, point of view or how I understand and know Rhea is she's a super powerful holder of some really beautiful codes and galactic technologies and frequencies. I met Rhea through a container that I was in and I felt really called one day to randomly reach out to her. I don't know why when I started like trying to find people for podcasts I was like okay I need to find people for podcasts and I saw Rhea had posted something and I was like I need to reach out to this lady. I don't know why we never really like properly interacted but I just need to reach out with her. And we co-created this beautiful, um, this beautiful episode on her, her podcast, the light, what's light lead, uh, help me, leaders of light, architects of destiny. My brain just went, ah, I knew that, I knew that, but uh, there's a lot of energy moving, um, which was super, super powerful. So I recommend you go listen to that if you love this episode. That was such a beautiful transmission for both of us. We were blown away. Um, so I know from all of the things I've received from Maria, I'm really careful about who I play with in this space, particularly in the galactic realms and everything that I have received from Maria and her partner, Aaron has just been the most pure, beautiful frequency. These guys really know what's up. Um, they are just coming straight from the heart and they work with some beings who are here. So I want to say every episode on here is an activation, but this one particularly will be a beautiful galactic activation. We have some Laren beings, some other beings here, which I'm sure um, Rhea will talk about. But to begin with, I would love for you to tell us how you became this galactic queen, speaking all these amazing languages, channeling all of this energy, leading people to connect with their souls and build these beautiful businesses of light along the way. So take it away, Rhea. We'd love to hear from you how that journey unfolded. Thank you so much for inviting me, first of all. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to the journey, probably my journey is very similar to many of us, awakening through pain and like a brute awakening. Uh, when it comes to what I'm doing now, activating people's light languages, uh, teaching energetics of business, it's all kind of a result of what I've done all my life. It's just now I'm putting it together as a pure expression of what I'm meant to do. So my light language, for the first time activated 15 years ago when I was in my early 20s. However, I really didn't re know much what I can do with it and how powerful it was. It was just like, you know, like a party trick almost. Something fun to do, something good to do when I was nervous, uh, when I was trying to calm myself down, I was using it. I didn't know what light language it was. Now I know it was Arcturian, but that's like comes later. Uh, and then, you know, you just, 
in your early 20s, you're at university, you kind of, uh, or, you know, maybe in your first job, and you just follow the rules of the matrix. So I did as well. Uh, I mean, luckily, I was never very much corporate minded. I was always entrepreneurial minded. But then even the business I chose, it wasn't about passion or my expression or what I want to do. It was just like, okay, well, what, what can I do that bring me income, basically? Uh, and and that that was my uh, my whole um, kind of twenties. Uh, I had multiple businesses, couple of offline, couple uh, one online business as well. Uh, and well, all of that had to be stripped away um, for this light to shine through. Because what happened is in this chase for financial freedom, I built myself a monster. I built uh, commitments, businesses, I've leveraged heavily with other people's money, and it was just a recipe for disaster. But long before my business exploded um, at the first week of COVID, I was exploding inside. As in, I was so stressed that actually the journey of mindfulness and manifestation was for me, well, mindfulness to try to relieve the stress that I was putting myself under other people's expectations, you know, having many employees and subcontractors uh, and all of that. Um, and then manifestation to try to shift myself out of the kind of reality I created, which I really didn't like uh, so much because it was so stressful. So that was prepping me for what was about to come. So when uh, my business exploded, it was almost like I took it quite calmly. Uh, I embraced this kind of phoenix out of ashes moment to actually step in doing what I was meant to do. Uh, so basically all the preparation, all the mindfulness, all the meditation, and bear in mind, I come from quite a religious background. So that was all like, it had to take time. I And it took time from about 20, like 14 up until 2020 when the, uh, or even late 2019, when my soul family, the Arcturians, first stopping, started coming to me and preparing me for what's about to come. And well, here we are today. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. And it's so interesting. Everyone that I've had on here so far and everyone that I seem to speak to on this journey has this like crashing and burning, everything collapsing moment. And we kind of have to go through that moment in a way to have all the stuff that's not truth stripped back. And it can be really painful. So if you're listening to this and you're going through this process, take Rhea and I as an example. It's only going to lead us into um, what we're here for and what we're destined to. I would love to speak a little bit more about the light language. I'm sure many people are curious. There might be people on here who don't even know what light language is. Can you tell me like what light language is and kind of how you started figuring out like where was it from or who I was communicating with all of this stuff? Because I know you you said you speak like 15 or more languages and it just keeps expanding. So I would love to know that because yeah, some people be like, I don't know what light language is. And for me, when I started speaking light language, it sounded like some shamanic, like African language. I had, had no idea what it was. And I was like, okay, I'm going nuts. That's I've, I've, I'm having a breakdown. That's cool. Like I'm just making up words. Um, and now that I understand it as light language, my relationship to it has changed and it's so beautiful. So I would love for you to speak into that so people can know what that is. Yeah, with what absolute pleasure. That's, that's part of my mission here is to bring conscious and intentional understanding to this modality of light language because people spoke light languages 
for ages. Uh, since you know you've got probably the most notable stuff uh, is in the Bible and the New Testament where people speaking in tongues, but it's been a phenomenon and we always tapped into this energy expressed in the form of sound, which is what I um, define light languages energy in the channeled or expressed in the form of sound. Of course, there are other ways of expressing this energy. People sometimes express light language through art or like written alphabet-like writing. My domain is sound and uh, making different sounds. And well, first of all, I think it's a very unfortunate, unfortunate name, light language, which can be very, very confusing because it's neither a language nor is it light because there's more than one language. Uh, there's actually different energies that we can tap into, different memories from our soul's previous incarnations, different energies of the land that we can channel through the sound. And it does sound like a language, but it's not exactly like a normal language. And I'm, by the way, aside spirituality aside, I'm very passionate about learning foreign languages. So it's not like that. You don't have to learn it. Uh, luckily, <laughs> uh, it just activates. And this is where the scary part may come through because you don't know what's going on with you if it, if it happens spontaneously. Um, my own experience is a bit different because I, as soon as I heard that there is such a phenomenon when I was about maybe 17 years old, I wanted it. I was just actively, I wanted this supernatural stuff. I just, I just kind of was drawn to it. It took me through a journey of um, discovery and then pain insights, um, different church organizations. <laughs> but it was literally worth it i i i kind of embraced it i was looking forward to it i wanted to have it activated and when my first light language activated i remember it was on a retreat in the woods and i was just literally dancing and walking around the woods at night i was i was ecstatic it was the like honestly people say the wedding day is the best day of your life or whatever i remember this as the best day of my life and you know, no, no kind of offense to my husband. Yeah, we were tell Aaron. We were to Aaron. No, <laughs> we no, <laughs> I, I still remember this as the best day of my life. I, I mean, I love, I love my relationship. I've had some beautiful days and beautiful experiences in my life, but spiritually it was so powerful. I was like looking for that feeling and for that thing over the next decade and I couldn't find it. Uh, and of course the language stayed with me, but the first thing is just amazing. So I knew how to activate it in a conscious manner. And I wanted to replicate this process so that people don't freak out. And of course I've got students that come to me whose light language is activated um, spontaneously. And the problem they've got is they don't know what they're channeling. They don't know what energy they're tapping into. The biggest fear for people is like, Am I being possessed? Am I saying something out of, you know, bad spirits or devil or something like that? I've actually had a message like that yesterday. <laughs> Some, someone messaged me, oh, I'm speaking, but I'm freaking out and stuff like that. So I'm here to just bring a bit of safety to it. So first of all, you know, the way I activate people, I always give them a lot of conscious, um, well, food for conscious mind. So they understand what is happening, what is the process. And then the process is very intentional and then there is no fear. But then when someone comes to me who already has light language, I usually help them diagnose the source of it, where it comes from, because I know so many 
they follow patterns. So people think that it's like everybody speaks something different or that we all speak the same. Well, neither of this is true. So there are patterns of light languages and certain ones have extraterrestrial origins. Some have origins from the inner earth civilization. Some are just channeling the land. And I can distinguish that because apart from this conscious activation 15 years ago of my first light language, every next light language that activated also activated in a conscious manner. So myself and my husband were connecting to various galactic races like the Arcturians, the Pleiadians, the Syrians. And every single time he connected and got all the information, the visuals, because he's visually minded, I was getting the audio, I was getting the language as a result of connection. So I can tell, okay, I connected to Pleiadian, I got Pleiadian language. I connected to Arcturians, I got Arcturian language and so on and so forth. So now when I hear this energy is so familiar, I straight away know, okay, this is Lyran, this is Pleiadian, this is that. So this probably makes me a bit different from most people who deal with this light language modality because I don't look at it as a mystical tool. I really want to bring it down to earth because I think we've had that for too long where sometimes spiritual knowledge is gatekept or it's something that is like mystical and if it's mystical then it's more special. Well, I'm here to kind of bring it down to earth and just to make it available, accessible and understandable because of course I'm also quite consciously minded <laughs> as in like uh, I, I and I know there's many people like that we've been so much in our minds that we still need to honor those minds so that's what I do. I love that there's so many questions coming in and I'm like oh it wants to go here and it wants to go here there's a few things there's there's a couple questions I'll ask you and then you can answer them kind of at your own pace whenever you want to um the first question that I had when you were talking and I know this because I know you and I know we've been through similar experiences with this when you were saying people sometimes freak out and they don't know uh, am I channeling a dark entity am I being possessed I would love for you to speak into I know you've received um spiritual attacks and it happens and all this this kind of thing how do you distinguish whether it's coming from the light is the first question I want to ask the second question I want to ask I'm like there's so many questions oh my god um is why would you work with this technology like what what is the benefit of working with this technology and what is the benefit of working with galactic energy to begin with at all so that's kind of like so once we know what why we don't work with it and, and what the negative aspects of it what benefits are there and, and why are these beings here helping us and I, I know this but I think some people in the audience would love to hear from your perspective well yeah. that question about what is light language force means something I've been asking myself for 15 years because I thought it was just like a more like a party trick nothing useful to us and I even remember at the beginning of uh, when my husband already was expressing himself online and I was just doing backstage and his marketing and his online business kind of behind the scenes I was really frustrated with the light language so I'll start with that and then we talk about how to distinguish so I was really frustrated with it because I'm like you can read the Akashic records. You give people some useful information about some blockages and past lifetime. And I've got these languages and I'm kind of myself, but I, that, that's what I said. I just have these stupid languages. Like what's the use of this, <laughs> this whole thing? And I kept asking my guys, I kept asking myself like, what is actually the use of this? It's just weird. It's just like, and then I knew straight away, and I knew that from experience over 15 years, I had at least one usage for it. 
which was to raise my vibration. And I was naturally using it. Like the number of times when I was like freaking out on some aircraft and the turbulence and I started speaking my, my light language, which was Arcturian. It sounds a bit like Arabic, so it doesn't sound too out there. Some of the other ones sound really weird. Arcturian just sounds like Arabic. Uh, so I was just speaking to calm myself down. And that was the only use I've known for it. Uh, but then as more and more um, experience and communication between me and my spiritual guides was happening, I was starting to understand more just how powerful it is and how I underused it. I wish I'd known that <laughs> earlier because it's a very powerful tool. So one of the, um, one of the most common uses, which is not my uh, main area of specialism, is for healing for physical healing. People use light language for physical healing. As I said, I'm not a healer. I'm more of an activator, but I've activated healers and I, I've got students who work with physical healing. And I can't say about some really serious illnesses because there's probably not enough research done into it because it's such a weird modality. But for anything very... Um, like common, like common colds, flus, etc. I've discovered on myself that all I need, to, like no, nothing sticks to me. Literally, I feel myself coming down with some virus or something. I just flush it out with light language. Uh, and I, it's been happening time and time again. I've, and my students have been doing the same. It's, it's just like wonderful. It helps you recover quicker because you're just creating a vibrational environment where nothing low can actually coexist in your body so that is one of the most common uses but what i use light language for is to channel energy to supercharge people's businesses uh, i work on business energy fields i release things with light language so the same way as some people use the energy i don't know um, like in a quantum field where they see energy i just hear energy and i i I channel it and I direct it to release. Sometimes I release some structures and blockages uh, and certain light languages are more, um, more kind of powerful for that. Sometimes I activate people's memories because when they hear those energies, the memories from the past lives come alive. Sometimes I use light language to activate other people's light languages or other spiritual gifts. So very often, uh, you know, psychic gifts and psychic abilities. I can do that with light language. So basically, this is just my tool uh, that I use, and it's just energy. So what can we use energy for? Pretty much anything we want. But one of the coolest applications of light language that I want to mention here, because there may be people here who think they're starseeds or feel they're starseeds, and are wondering about the starseed origins. When you start channeling light language, you almost have like a hard proof that you are a starseed and you also have a hard signature of what starseed you are because if usually and i'm not saying this is 100 true but usually the first light language that activates is the one from your last galactic lifetime the one where you have taken your starseed mission here on earth however i say this is not 100 true because what's been happening lately in my activations is people activate multiple light languages at the same time Earlier, when I first started, uh, it was quite unusual for people to activate three, four, five. They were just activating one, and usually the first one was the one that indicates the starseed origin. At the moment, things are shifting and accelerating for us um, as a collective. 
and we basically um, have more available and people activate straight away, I don't know, five, seven, eight live languages. And my students, yeah, send me samples and I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. That's becoming a standard now. Rather than them unfolding one by one by one, it's just like, boom, everything opens at the same time because we're accelerating. And there's another thing that's accelerating, which is understanding of live language. Because when I first activated, it was something that every kind of person was saying, after a special gift for understanding, or understanding is not possible, you're not meant to understand it. Yes, you can. You can understand light languages just like you can understand energy. It's not going to be always word for word. Most of the time it's not word for word, but you will understand what you channel. So you can channel messages, you can channel information. And yeah, then obviously that opens a whole world of possibilities. So that's a breakdown of all the light languages. I don't know if just quickly, know. wait, you, you can like speak other languages than what your soul origin is, right? Like that's another thing too. Yeah, because I think that's important to say because I speak a bunch that I don't, I know I'm, I have not had Arcturian lifetimes and I speak Arcturian sometimes and there's various other things. And I think a lot of starseeds don't realize we have many different galactic origins and they get really attached to one and uh-huh. they identify with it. And then it becomes like this ego thing of whatever it is. I'm a liar and feline stuff, whatever it is, right? It's an identification. We need to let go of that. But it's so interesting to me. Yeah. Add to that. So basically, usually light language goes by memory. So nine times out of 10, you can't activate just because like, oh, I really want the Arcturian language. Well, if you've never been Arcturian, you probably will not activate an Arcturian. There are exceptions though. Um, but most most of the time you only activate something that your soul has like a memory to go by so i don't know like say back you grew up in australia and i grew up in poland uh if i ask you back do you remember that time when you were on a sled going down the slope you're like no i don't remember it because you know i lived in a hot climate whereas if you ask me oh do you remember that time when we were barbecuing on the beach on the christmas day i'll say like what like on the wrong time of the year of course I haven't got it because it's like a memory and I feel like our soul has memories so you know I can activate that memory but maybe not necessarily another uh but that's absolutely correct that I feel like a starseed well the starseed mission is usually our last galactic lifetime that's where we took the brief to come here that's where we stick our hand up okay earth is next but then our origin could be completely different. It could be because we sometimes have thousands of lifetimes. And so, you know, what is activating 10 light languages if your soul had thousands of lifetimes? You probably have, haven't even scratched the surface. So there is so much more to it. I personally speak certain light languages that I don't think I've ever been a member of those races. But for me, it comes from memories when I, from my first soul incarnation, when I was, uh, the Akashic Keeper and the Akashic Realm and where I have to deal with all of that stuff. So that's where the stuff comes from. So that's making sense for me because I like for personally, I'm like, why do I speak these languages? I'm a gatekeeper in, in ways as well. And so I think that's kind of for me why I speak random languages that I don't. Um, and also part of the work I do is activating people's stuff. So I think it's I'm channeling their soul network or something like that. So thank you. Thank you for that, for clearing that up. Um, and so let's bring it back to that other question because I think it's so important. And um, I would love to hear your take on how to discern in this space, right? Because when you start playing with these things, 
for me, it was like, I was trying so hard to not, I knew that I was connecting to these galactic beings and I was telling myself, no, 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 aliens don't exist. It's not real. They're just spirits. They're just the ancestors, right? I was like really into the shamanic earthy stuff. And I was like, aliens, it's not me. And it took me a while to like warm up to this idea of I'm connecting to these galactic races. And it was this whole can of worms that I wasn't ready to open. And then I remember it kind of came through the Arcturians that this whole opening happened for me. I kept running into people who had Arcturian connections. And then I joined this container. And it was this like huge snowball of, oh, I'm connected to the Syrians and oh, I have Orion origins and all these things. And, and now I'm able to discern more clearly like who I'm working with at any time. And I think that's so important um, because I had an experience where I was opening myself up to all these galactic energies and a teacher who supposedly was connecting to us to all this stuff, but I didn't have discernment of what was actually going on. And there were some not so nice things going on. Um, so how can people distinguish who it is that they're talking to and, and, and to know that that's a pure frequency, because I also know some of these entities, like the dragons, for instance, um, I have some, I don't even know where they're from. They won't tell me, but there's some beings I connect with who are super intense. Like when I connect with Kali, for instance, Kalima, she's really intense and scary. Right. So I could be like, Oh my God, that's an entity. And I've had that experience of being like, Oh my God, is this something negative, but it's not, it's just really powerful energy. So how do we make this distinction in this space um, or even protect ourselves going into this space? So we have that intention to only connect to what's the best for us and what's in our highest good. I would say uh, it's just common sense and uh, that's what it is. I feel like sometimes people don't use common sense when they uh, channel or whatever. I always would say, first of all, let's clear one thing. Most of the negative energy doesn't come from entities, it comes from humans. So my experience, and I've gone through hundreds of spiritual attacks from different directions, it's always people. <laughs> it's always human beings. Maybe not always, but let's say 90% of the time it comes from human beings. Sometimes they are the influence of other entities, but nonetheless, usually and i'm i'm kind of i've had this very very serious spiritual attack by a coven of witches actually a couple of days ago and i'm still recovering from it because i feel this feel it in my physicality yeah so you know it always is a, a human being that i would be more aware of and who you trust but there's no different with the um entities and you know good and bad so I would say, first of all, treat your energetic field like a house. You are not going to let any strangers into the house. You're certainly not going to give the keys to your house to a random person. So that's one, one of the things. Remember that analogy, your energy field is like your house. Just be careful who you let through. And when I say let through, I mean, when you're working energetically with another person, uh, so trusting in, um, in, a, in a kind of like a one-to-one -one, uh, session with a healer, practitioner, whatever, even more so, be careful of groups because groups can be wild. It's like, sometimes it will, may feel if, if the facilitator is not uh, careful with the hygiene it can feel like hundreds of people coming for a house party and thrashing your own house so be careful with that uh, so that's one of the things number two treat yourself uh, and your energetic 
field and energetic body like you treat the physical body. So would you go and parade naked in the center of your city tonight? Probably not. You would put some clothes on. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I might well, do yeah. that. I mean, you could probably do it, but you know, you're probably going to attract some unwanted attention. Same with the quantum field. If you're not dressed for the occasion, if you haven't got any shields and defenses in place, what you can put, you can learn. There's so many different shielding techniques from very basic to very sophisticated. Just be careful. Um, I also just want to interject. You yeah. guys are doing a workshop around this soon, hey? I, I think this will come out before your yeah. shielding. It's in March, the workshop? Yeah, we'll be doing around the 10th of March. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like everything spiritual defense and spiritual protection also uh doing spiritual attacks it's gonna be really kind of low cost 111 dollars because we want to make this accessible because we see so much naughtiness in the quantum field that is not coming from entities not from aliens coming from humans and who are usually preying on other humans who are just not aware so i'm I don't want to teach that stuff. And by the way, it's not easy to teach that stuff. It's not the sexy thing to talk about. I mean, we're talking about it here. Even a couple of posts that I've done around the subject of spiritual protection have almost made all the wonky practitioners and come out of the woodwork. And either they attack you energetically because you dare to speak about this stuff, or you know, you're getting trolling comments because pe people don't like that kind of stuff and sometimes people you don't even know uh because of course what is happening at the moment and something that i want everybody to be aware of is until you develop your own energetic sensitivity and sovereignty it's very easy to be preyed on siphoned uh, i've seen all sorts of things and also due to the line of my husband's work he very often helps the victims of spiritual attacks or usually it happens it is no different than let's say assault or sexual abuse it usually happens in situations which are not strangers but someone you know and trust so this is something to be aware of and i i would urge everybody to at least take basic precautions and the thing is if you kind of coming from a place of like sovereignty it's much more difficult to get trapped. But until you know, until you've experienced it firsthand, you're probably not even gonna realize what's out there. And I don't want to scare anybody. I'm just saying that's a part of the game because what is happening now, people working with invisible energy, until you're sensitive, until you're aware, until you've raised your own level of knowledge, you're not gonna know. If you could see with your physical eyes, the stuff that we sometimes see in the quantum field, you would think, oh my God, like I was in a very competitive industry before this. And sometimes networking meetings was like swimming in a shark tank. And I thought that's bad. And I thought, oh no, no spirituality, everybody love and light. Oh my goodness me, I was, that was another brutal awakening <laughs> waiting to happen. So yeah, just be careful. And it's, we need these awakenings though. And this is like, I speak about this experience that I had over the past couple of years of all these attacks and this container ends and all this stuff that went on. And I was like, poor me, I'm a victim. At the end of that experience, I was like, thank you guys. I love you. Thank you for empowering me to fucking protect my energy and say no like you're not allowed in my field it's not love and light um yeah. you know people think love and light you have to be 
just allow people to shit all over you. And it's not true. It's not true in, in the human realm. It's not true in the quantum realm. It's not true in any realm. So yeah, like protect yourself and have the love enough for yourself to be like, no, you're not welcome. You can be out of my house and do whatever you want, but you're not doing it to me. So I love that. Thank you. And there's no fear in all of this. And I love that um, because I think the fear is what gets us trapped into this in the, in the first place. It's like disempowering to be so afraid of it. It's, yeah. it's quite, yeah. I, f- I think I think what it is we usually think oh my god spiritual attack or some witchcraft or something yeah that goes on and sometimes the biggest thing is for people to believe that they can stand in their own power and they can defend anything uh, there is very of course some people have very sophisticated abilities some spiritual attacks are crude they like someone slapping you energetically around the face uh, but then some people are really smart and crafty and they will put some object in your field and disguise it or they will put some link of attachment and hide it somewhere. I mean, but they were our best teachers with the advanced ones, the, the ones who attacked us, for example, by bending time and space in the quantum field. That was like, oh my God. So they didn't attack us on this timeline. They attacked us on all the timelines and we're like, whoa, how do we do this? So, you know, every time something happened like that it just made us sharper like yesterday we were we were we were kind of uh, off the back of my husband's tiktok there was a coven of three witches and he straight away he's a wizard he knows he knows he's like okay who's attacking me uh okay straight away i i know it's it's that and they they did some pretty advanced stuff in his in 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 his field disabling his shield and stuff like that but the biggest thing is to be in tune with your own body. Like for me, any attack, any negative energy, I can feel it viscerally. It's, it's like pretty obvious to me that something is off. But to get to the point where you know how you feel when you're sovereign and when nothing is off, that takes time because obviously you need to clear a lot of influences and stuff like that. But when then, then frequency becomes as obvious as body odor. If something stinks, it stinks. Although, of course, we've got the side of things where you know the the bad smell is being disguised in like some roses and stuff like that and that's where you need to be really careful and witty but i would say be very very careful of for example disconnecting so you're working with someone let's say they clean nothing to worry about disconnect whether you're a client whether you're a practitioner always disconnect always come back to sovereignty always pull all your energy back to yourself and the energy back to them every everything is about permission and the quantum field is all about permission if you've granted some permissions and something doesn't work revoke the permissions and that goes both to humans and both to entities and when it comes to how to recognize if it's an arcturian or a reptilian best thing is to get to know the frequency and um of course when you may be on your own you you don't know how to connect it is the first time it may be quite tricky but then if you start connecting with the safe races, let's say Arcturians 100% safe and Syrians and Lyrans, but you, you don't know them, it's about getting that energetic signature and it's like an introduction. So what I do with my students and, and my husband, we just introduce people to the frequencies. So like, okay, this is how Lyrans feel. Once you feel it, you will know. So you don't have to come through us, but the first time we make that introduction and then you go on, you can connect them yourself and it's like the equivalent of you know introducing someone so that's 
that's how I do it. It's like, okay, this energy is safe. I can connect to it again. And of course, you can go and explore on your own. And sometimes you may get burned and sometimes maybe some frequency will be not so nice. Just listen to yourself and just kind of like, you know, it's no different than with human beings. Like, how do we know when someone is a bad person or a good person is going to hurt us or is going to harm us? Well, through experience. So it's no different. Love that. Thank you. Um, I just want to ask before, I definitely want you to speak in leadership because we kind of touched on it and it's something that I definitely want to get you speaking on. But um, when we're connecting to these beings, like the, the ones that are here to help us, I understand it. Well, this is my understanding. And I just want you to kind of explain your framework of understanding of why they're here to help and what this spiritual tech can do for us. Because it's technology, right? The codes, the information that they're sharing um, is technology for us. But why? For someone who doesn't connect to these beings or races, I think there's a lot out there in the media um, which puts aliens as like the other and there's this fear, but truly they're just beings of love and light and they've seated us and they want to help us. So from your experience of them, like what is their intention behind helping us and why do they help us? And, um, you know, what sorts of things can they help us with? Mm, with everything, really. I think our human lenses, the way, the reason why we are so wary of anything extraterrestrial it's just a little bit like we, we're behaving like some people who maybe live in some small village and anybody who's an outsider is potential danger because it's unknown and, and that's, that's how we're behaving as humans. But if you put it in perspective, probably most of us here have been members of different races throughout different incarnations. And the reason why some beings are helping us is because we are very young civilization on the development path and it's almost like they are stewarding us or they are they are like older brothers and sisters and of course we can go deep into the galactic history how you know the human race have been conceived the human experiment has begun how we've been kind of you know seeded from different different races and we almost like the offspring of, of various of various genetically of various races but in essence we have got now due to different planetary shifts and different galactic energies and um a window of opportunity where our planet itself is changing uh on an energetic level and we as humans are interconnected with our planet and we have an opportunity to raise our level of consciousness and from very low where we are now to much much higher to live also in frequencies of love and to evolve and basically various beings that already have evolved such as arcturians it's almost like they have affinity with us because they've been through a similar process where they have been where we are maybe not exactly but in a very similar way and they have evolved so they've got a bit of experience so they in a way our mentors and of, of course you can say what's 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 the skin in the game it goes all back to the galactic federation and basically a human race looking forward to the moment of actually taking place in this big organization of different aware races we've never had a chance ourselves because we uh, have not been aware enough Whereas now we do, um, we are coming to this this time of the, the the ascension journey or evolution journey, 
where we can have our representatives and and it's just for fairness it's just for you know keeping the peace in the galaxy because before long before humans were here on earth there were some galactic wars which were like the star wars and the whole purpose is evolution so that's that how they're helping us evolve and also another thing is that earth is a place where you can burn through a lot of karma and learn a lot of lessons in a very accelerated way however what comes with that is the difficulties of the human experience so those of us who especially are starseeds volunteered we've got a chance to clear a lot of karma that we ourselves created in previous incarnations collectively individually but the galactic beings the our brothers and sisters from different races that we have descended from are here to help us to because this human experience is really revered on one hand side we feel like we're so simple we're so kind of but emotionally we're so complex and our human experience is, is such a wonderful opportunity, but it's not easy. So that galactic technology can help us to shift our energetic field so we can attract more abundance, so we can have more harmonious relationships, so we can let go of what no longer serves us because there is a potential of this place, Earth, being like utopia, but we still don't know it. So this almost gives us like a window of how good it can get. I love that. I've got some Lyran beings here nudging the fuck out of me. And they're like, talk about leadership. I'm like, okay, guys, calm down. <laughs> um, I love that so much. They're just very distracting at the moment, but thank you. Um, and I love how, you know, I love, I love when I connect to the frequency of these beings. It's just pure love. And it's just like, literally, they're just like, I just want to help us. And they're, they're so, so um, unconditional in what they give. And that's what I think is so beautiful. They're always there to help us out. And they're doing it from this pure place of service. So speaking about service, a bit of a segue here. Um, one of the things that I have noticed in my journey towards um, new earth leadership or building the new earth is this shift that's happening in the paradigm towards service and being more service focused and what that truly means as a leader to be service focused of like this is not about just me making lots of money and being happy and reaching a bunch of people and influencing a lot of people and my ego-based desire to be a leader it's about the legacy that we're leaving behind and how we are influencing the collective and how many souls we can reach and help and serve, right? So for me, this shift of leadership, I've kind of had my ass handed to me a lot in the past year or so. Anytime I've made it about um, wanting to reach more people to appear a certain way or like to make myself feel better or to be more successful or to bolster my ego or any of this stuff I've kind of had my I've been slapped around a little bit by spirit being like no bring yourself back to the true reason which is your soul mission which is this purpose we all came here for in this ascension process so my kind of my shift in, in understanding this leadership is this equality that we're bringing forward into the world and this like you were speaking earlier about how this technology and, and light, light language and all these things, spiritual knowledge and esoteric wisdom was held under lock and key. And it was like, there was these masters or gurus who had that, um, that wisdom and that knowledge. And they were really holding onto it because they didn't want to share that because then it took them off the pedestal. And I would love you to speak into this because from what I see from, you know, what I know about you and how you're showing up, there's this essence behind it of lifting other people up and we're all equal and we all get to be special even though none of us are special like that's the paradox really but it's 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 
we're all in this together and there's this greater purpose that we're serving. And I know that as, as you're speaking, I can already feel them. There's some Laren beings because I work with them as well, who have some beautiful leadership codes of this new earth leadership. And I would love to hear from your words, um, what that means to you and, and what leadership means to you moving forward and what these downloads you've been receiving from these beings. And you said there were some Atlantean beings as well, kind of like downloading some codes for you around leadership. So just riff on that for as long as you want to. I would love to hear your take on it all. Yeah, I wish I could express all of this in human words as well as I can express it when I'm channeling energy. So I feel like maybe I will do a transmission after I say something in human words because it's very difficult for me to even express it in human words. And especially since leadership is not something that I have ever wanted. I have always shied away from it and one of the first layers because there's layers to these codes was and was to actually step up and there will be people listening maybe that's you <laughs> listening to it watching it um that don't want to be leaders and, and don't consider themselves as leaders is the other thing that i want to add to that yeah they're like i'm not a leader and when i say leader they don't resonate with it yeah sorry i that's i had to add that because it's like i didn't consider myself a leader until i had a big boot up my ass kicking me being like you have to step up and i didn't want to i was fighting god i was like i don't want to i don't want to i don't want this mission i don't want this you know when they show me the vision of where i'm going i'm like i don't want it i don't want it i just want to be quiet and hidden and safe and so yeah there's people on here listening to this for sure 100 percent who would not consider themselves a leader and they're not realizing how much light they're shining in the world just by embodying their truth. And I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I know, you know who you are and I love you. So sorry to cut you off, but I just had to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> You're expressing it just as well as I would express it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it is about that. Like I never wanted to be a leader. I hated being a boss. I literally couldn't stand it. When I first started my own business, they were saying, yeah, start your own business, be your own boss. And I'm like, oh, oops, but now I'm other people's boss. And I really don't want it. I hated telling people what to do. I really disliked this whole role when people, you know, I was the, and, and I associated leadership with problems, a problem, constant problem solving. And, and, you know, I was probably out of alignment and a lot of problems were coming from that and from my own mistakes. It was just like, and I don't like being in limelight because I've witnessed and I've been a, um, exposed to slander i've been exposed to all of that and for me leadership was definitely off the cuffs it's just something i don't want to and like you say there's many souls that have got this attitude for because of some past wounding because of maybe some collective imprints because we don't really have many examples of good leadership in 3d it's always some kind of way of distorting power and very often i'm being reminded of this journey that we've seen in the game of thrones from um, daenerys targaryen she starts very shy then she becomes a really good leader but then she kind of gets to a stage where she abuses power and she like on a whim burns the whole city down uh, so we do do have uh, unfortunately a lot of that when it comes to uh, leadership and we don't have many good examples of leadership in third dimension and especially we don't have many examples of female leadership and women leading as women and not women leading as um as copying men in the leadership style 
So that is something that uh, definitely needs to happen first. It's actually, what do you even feel? What comes up when you think of a good leader or leader? So, so that is the first layer of it. It's like, how do I even feel about that? Uh, and then the next thing we've got is the hierarchy. Well, let's just kind of- Yeah, 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 yeah. I just need to speak into what's moving in the field. Like people need to be yeah. aware of this. So many people don't want to step into leadership because in the past um, <laughs> they have had this, and this is me, right? So this, I've been through this whole journey of like, I had all this power and I was on this pedestal and I was this leader and my power got too big for me and I couldn't handle it. And so I started hurting people. So there was this guilt and shame around leadership or like my power is going to get too big for me and what if I turn out to be one of these leaders who's horrible so there's there's this imprint that's clearing in the field and I wanted to speak into that because as you were saying it my whole body was on fire and I was like fuck people are gonna be feeling this um but yeah I just I needed to interject and say that because it's this fear of like I don't I don't want to be that which I dislike which is leaders who um you know manipulate people or or they become power hungry and they let the greed get to their head or their only imprints or examples of leadership have been people who have used that leadership to harm people so there's negative imprints mm -hmm. I feel clearing in this um in this container in this space for people who've had those negative imprints of what leadership is and, and that's moving in the field so it's really beautiful that that's clearing so I just want you to know if, if you're feeling some stuff right now it's okay just let it move um as Rhea continues to talk about what she was saying, yeah. Yeah, so there's another aspect of it is that fear where, um, and I, that, that for me, it's not that I've ever been too big or I've been scared of that. It's just, um, I'm, we're scared of the negativity that comes with it. And we are now living in this um, time of cancel culture where someone says something wrong and there's like a witch hunt. And I, I, I've had a similar experience um, in the past, but whenever I see this, and I've seen it in coaching industries, almost like then everybody jumps on to the throat. We see it with celebrities being canceled. We've seen it with JK Rowling a couple, like a year ago or so. It happens a lot. So it's almost like for me, the biggest fear was like, if I step up, I have to handle negativity because it's inevitably gonna come. Uh, it doesn't have to be like that. And besides which, if you are really committed to your mission and devoted to your mission, it's not gonna really matter to you so much. And not everybody's gonna like you. And that is still 3D. That is just how we are. We haven't got enough compassion. So another thing for me would be compassionate leadership. And that is something, again, we haven't got enough examples of, we haven't got anything to go by. And this is sometimes why these extraterrestrial calls are good because it's almost some those concepts like abundance or leadership in the earth edition, they so completely not understandable to us. Um, lately, I was also thinking about, um, and that's coming from, uh, from Lyrans. So Lyrans have quite, uh, felines have quite a hierarchical structure. And in, in earth, hierarchy is always, in my experience, something bad. It's just something that I've been like staying away from. I'm very much of a, an equalitarian and, you know, everybody's equal and I hate hierarchy. But in Lyra, it's different. And, 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 and even if people are in positions of respect or royalty, they never abuse their power. So it's, it's different. And for me, it still can't even, I can't even comprehend how it is possible 
This is why I would like to really express as much as, as possible in the Lyran language, because there will be certain things that will land for people much, much deeper if I do it than if I just talk. So is that okay? Yeah, yeah. In a moment, I'm going to get you to do that. There was a piece that came through about the compassion and the um, the fear of the backlash, right? It's so funny. As I step more and I'm reaching more people, I'm getting lots of comments. And I, I spoke about this on, I think it was episode five about unshakable self-worth. And I think you need to listen. If you're getting triggered by all this, you need to listen to that because it's it's a beautiful kind of like it's speaking deeper into this about you need to have compassion um, when you're doing this, when you're stepping into this leadership, because people are at different levels of consciousness right and the people that are like attacking you or getting triggered by your content i literally just made a tiktok which is like if you're triggered by something that i've said well i'm in my unapologetic truth you're welcome like it was like you know like laughing about it because it's we have this understanding of people are going to receive us whatever way that they need to receive us at that point and it's not about needing to be liked but it's also not about being arrogant and an asshole about it so when that person's blowing up your keyboard um attacking you or you're wrong or whatever it is they're having their reaction that they need to have to have this healing happen for them because sometimes our job is to trigger people and it's not comfortable for them right that's what part of being a leader is you're going to bring some stuff up for people when you're expressing your soul's truth it's to be able to witness and recognize that that person is where they're at they're not bad they're not wrong you don't need to get into an argument with them there's there's like no point even trying to get into an argument with some of these people because why would you even lower your frequency to go there when they need to have their process right and so sometimes the most loving and compassionate thing that we can do is silence it's just like okay well that person's let's have they're having that experience and I understand, you know, where they're at because I was there not so long ago and having the compassion to not then lash out at them. And I think in the past, maybe people would want to defend themselves or attack or try and be bright, right? It's righteousness. It's something that we need to release. And I think to me, that's what this leadership we're moving into is being prepared to release that righteousness or needing to be seen a certain way or needing to have the last word or needing to, you know, put the full stop on the keyboard and be a keyboard warrior because we recognize that like we're all learning and evolving and growing and something that I say today might not be something that I say in five weeks when I have more knowledge and wisdom. And as a leader, it's being accountable to be like, it's okay if I say some shit that I change my mind about because I've evolved and grown and my people who I'm leading are going to go on this journey um, with me because we're the way showers, we're the pathfinders. Like we're, we're literally doing things that people haven't done. We're here to create a whole new reality, a, a way of being. And we're going to do some things that are, they're un, um, unforeseen. Like people haven't done these things in the past. So we're going to mess it up. And so can you have the humility the compassion, the understanding, the ability to laugh at yourself um, is a, I spoke about how, um, who was it? Doreen Virtue put out all of these angel cards and all of these amazing things that she channeled around angels. And then she had this huge paradigm shift and started pulling them all off the market and being like, no, I'm a Christian now. And they're all bad and wrong and <laughs> stop. But we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to have these paradigm shifts and change. Um, and I think leadership is owning that and owning your humanity with humility. And yes, you can be a powerful leader and guide people and be helping a lot of people, but don't forget your humanity, right? When these people are coming at you or people are judging you or whatever it is, don't forget your humanity and have humility um, when you're in this space. And I think to me, that's the codex that I feel coming from them is this humility and it's this equality and this like, I'm not better than you because I'm on this pedestal. It's not even a pedestal. It's just, I'm a little bit further along than you are and I'm, I'm paving a way for someone 
And so I'm going to have compassion for myself when it gets messy or compassion when I fuck it up and I make an idiot out of myself on social media or whatever that is, and be willing to step up and own my mistakes and not try and present as this superhuman who knows everything, this being who is perfect because none of us fucking are. And to me, that's, that's embodying, um, this new new earth it's like embodying the truth of who we are and that is the darkness that is the messiness that is the humanness so having said all of that i feel like some of that might come through in in the codes that you're about to share but i would love for you to share those um that light language activation with us i will do that uh, just one one word that's coming uh in human language is the word grace and grace not grace in a way where we are graceful and we like floating about and like how graceful we are, like not, not grace as an elegance, not that kind of grace. Grace of being gracious towards another person and towards our process. Um, and yeah, not jumping to conclusions. If I could wipe one of the things out of this planet is the judgment, uh, because we would be, I think we need to understand, and again, that kind of compassion and grace is, is all part of the same thing. Just how challenging this place is not none of us are coming out of this planet alive uh we're gonna evolve uh and we obviously gonna face some difficulties along the way so you know how can you embody more grace towards yourself and towards another human being that's that's just like a human question i want to leave you with but if you don't mind i'm just going to start channeling the lyron feline light language and setting an intention that it's a channel activation of leadership codes and the first layer is for you to step up whatever you are rise up as a leader there's a lot there's going to be a lot of throat activation here in this code for people to speak up, not just show up, speak up. These codes are aligning your mind, your throat and your heart. They're working in your upper body to get this into alignment. So what you speak, what you say, what you express is in line with your heart and mind. It's like this beautiful cohesion going on. Basically, embody grace, embody grace, embody grace, embody more grace. Be more of who you are, be more of who you truly are. Mea kura seka meita sita ayakue etamuka teyamai aisai 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 aisai. 
we're gonna go to the second part of this transmission, which will be activating your lion's heart, the brave heart activation. So they're already working around your heart area. It's gonna be your heart activation. So you've got a brave heart to step up, to be who you're meant to be, to express what you're meant to express. It's like the shutters being pulled out from your heart, the debris being cleared from whatever fear, whatever thing is still lingering in your heart is being pulled out. Mea kuya tai sai tai. If you are happy, just allow it. Mea kuya mai tai sai tai tsui tai sai tai ti maya tai sai to yusupa ya mai kai sai tai si tu yu 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 yu. Ea maya kai sui tai sai tai sai tai sai tai sai tai sai. Ea maya kai sai tai sui tai sai tai sai tai sai. E turu ti ata saka na mea tu yu sai tai. Ea mai sai tai. Kai e mai sai e tu yusui tu yusui tu yusui. So the transmission is now becoming complete. So I'm just requesting that any energetic ties, bonds, cords created between us either in conscious or unconscious manner are now being dissolved. As every person comes back to complete and utter sovereignty as independent energetic being. Just sending gratitude from my heart to every person who received it and also to Lyrans who have provided this beautiful and powerful transmission. That was, wow. Yeah, wow. I just want to share some of the messages that were channeling through like an inhuman language for me to transmit to people who maybe can't feel that frequency. And I think it's this cool message of like your truth, your story, what you've been through is so important. <laughs> I'm getting really emotional. Like everyone on here listening to this has a story and a truth. And there is someone who that is going to impact and you don't even know who it's going to impact. And so it's like, stop hiding yourself from the world. Like people need to see you, to feel you, to hear you and you matter. And your story is important. And the codes that you have are important and your journey and your voice. And even the way that you look, everything about you is so divinely perfect and guided. And it's going to help so many people. And so stop holding back from sharing who you truly are with the world because the world needs you. The world doesn't need someone else. They need you. And you chose to come here for a reason. And you've been through everything that you've been through for a reason. And it is to embody now here in this human body. And thank you for being here. And that was what I was receiving. And I want to thank all of those beautiful beings as well for being here. And that was huge. That was beautiful. And I felt all of it. It was like, whoa. So oh, what a beautiful way to kind of wrap this up. I love that. Um, Rhea, I, I already mentioned the um, the psychic attack, not psychic attack, we don't want to call it that then. <laughs> what a, like a horrible way to frame that. The That's negative, <laughs> the spiritual protection course. I would love for you guys to check that out. It's going to be really powerful. I'm going to be doing it because even though I do this stuff, I know that there's all sorts of complicated things that go on and I want to be fully prepared. But other than that, um, what right now uh, are some ways that people can work with you or find you on, on social media? How can people find you if they want to do more of this work with you? Uh, so we're going to post my link tree, which has got all the important links and all the ways of working with me as well as all the social media channels. So, um, so, so it's going to be somewhere in this. Uh, I mean, you can go to my website, realoveguard.com. However, probably link tree is the be better place because it gets all the important and current stuff uh, together. Um, I'll be launching a program in March or April, more like April which I've been working for for the last year is called Radiance and it's going to be actually uh, bringing the energetics 
and the mechanics of um, of online business together. Uh, so I'm I'm shifting a little bit more this year towards um, a lot of my business stuff, energetics of business. But um, I, if you are a star seed, I've got a membership um, called uh, like classes. Every Thursday we hold live classes, and it's called the Quantum Club. So if you're a star seed, if you're interested in all this galactic stuff, that's uh, probably the best place for you. Uh, but other than that, just if you have felt anything particular that you want to talk about, any questions after the conversation we have here, Rebecca, just reach, reach out on any of the social media channels. I'll be happy to assist you. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and listening. And back. thank you so much for inviting me. That was amazing. I'm so glad I trusted my intuition and I'm so glad you were here and thank you. Um, and yeah, I definitely recommend any of her masterclasses, anything that she does is just amazing. So thank you for being here and to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning into another liver, uh, another, another liver. Thanks for tuning into another liver. <laughs> oh God, those codes got me good. <laughs> uh, I need to go sleep. Um, thank you for tuning into another episode and I will see you all next time. I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul. <laughs>